The Word of God says this in Hebrews uh, 11, 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards. I'll tell you when I want the PowerPoint to, by the way, but I just need to premise something here. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, And without faith, say without faith, it is impossible, say impossible, to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. This is the amplified version. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Does anyone know what the five senses are? Are they seeing? Are they hearing? Are they touching? Are they ta tasting and smelling? Thank you, Garth. Top, top of the class, buddy. It's beyond the five senses. Listen to me. God wants you to operate beyond your five senses. Do you know people that don't, don't even believe in God use their faith? And, and we as Christians should be exemplary. We should be using our faith in every day in which we live, especially in making decisions and especially believing for all that we need in our life, in our family, in our children. Faith is the, is the collateral that God gives us. It's, it's what we trade with. When we have faith, we're able to trade with heaven and say, God, you said in your word, you said my destiny is, Lord, I'm using my faith. Peter says, the apostle Peter says in the, in the epistle of Peter, he says, faith is more precious than gold. Say that for me. More precious than gold. If I could give you one lesson in life, it would be this. Develop your faith. Nurture your faith. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Amen. You've got to exercise your faith. Exercise it. Believe in some small miracles, then go for bigger ones. Believe that when you lay hands on the sick, they'll be made well. Believe for more. Believe for success. Believe you'll do well in your studies at school. It becomes a lifestyle. You can't please God without faith. You can't, God can't move without faith. God wants to move. He's saying, give me some faith. Do you know what I'm saying? Faith puts God into action. Faith is an attitude. It's a spirit. It's a confidence of heart. Put him up, put him up. Wizard of Oz. It's an attitude. Christians should have a little bit of an attitude. A little bit of an attitude against sickness. Against poverty. Against stuff that shouldn't be there in people's life and say, I'm not happy with that. Instead of being passive, oh, well, oh, that poor family, that poor person. Oh, no. Christians should rise up in their spirit and say, that's not fair. God's a God of justice. That person floundering in his business, that's not fair. He's a good man. That's a good business. Let's pray. Let's believe for their better day. 
It's a little bit of a, an attitude of heart. Who's got that in, on the inside of them? I think women have it sometimes better than men. Men can be a little bit passive. I know we need to be sensible in life, and, but men, and we, you know, we don't carry swords around anymore. And, you know, brave hearts died. And, but there's a new movie coming out about the Titans. I watched the trailer of it. And it's all about rising up with a cause. Can't wait to see a movie like that because it, it stirs you up on the inside to believe in the cause of Christ, to believe in the church. Church is not a passive place. Church is a place where we join with a cause to help humanity, to help people in their crisis of being separated from God. Do you know what I'm saying? You need some attitude to belong to a church. Church is not a place where you passively sit there and sing Kumbaya and whatever, whatever shall be, shall be. Doris Day sort of thinking. No, church is a place where, that's why so many young people worldwide are coming to church. Because they know politics can't do it. Money hasn't worked. Politicians haven't worked. Well, let's try God. Let's trade with heaven, with our faith, our collateral of faith that God has given us. God has given everyone a measure of faith. God, is, you know, faith is actually this. It's your, it's your spirit in, in connection with God. It's, it's your spirit in relationship with God. It's your spirit wanting to believe that all things are possible in God. It's actually all about your spirit saying, man, we can do this. If only this person that I'm in would believe. So your spirit needs to be active and awake and alive to God. That's what happens when you're born again. Your spirit is released to trust God, to believe God. You know, they say, if you get in faith and stay in faith, you can overcome all things. If you can get yourself in faith and stay in faith 24-7, you can believe for those things that are around your life, opposing your life, causing your life to be oppressed. You can overcome those things. If you can get in faith, let's believe this morning that we can get you in faith this morning. Can we do that? Can we really believe that? That somehow this gift of faith will be released. Let's do it. Let's do it really quick. My time has nearly run out already. Let's go to this. Let me, let me just say this firstly. Let me just say this firstly. Everything you receive from God is by faith. The key to every victory in your life and to keep that victory is by faith. You choose to exercise your faith every day. You can believe in the invisible power of God to release miracles in your life. Or you can believe in the natural world and believe what your natural circumstances tell you about your life. The type of faith that God wants you to have sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and does the incredible. And as I sat in Marrickville in the NAB Bank, commercial bank head office, I said, God, this was all about your faith. This was all about believing you and what you said about this church, 
that this church could exist, that we could build this church out of two school halls across that river, the primary school, the high school, crossing the river, laying hold of 11 acres and building this first stage of a thousand-seater auditorium. That wall comes out and we go out in Jesus' name, Matt, to build a thousand seats. What are you going to build a thousand seats for? Because people are coming to Jesus en masse every day. 180,000 people are getting saved and connected to God through Jesus Christ, not through Mormons, through Jesus Christ every day. And we need facilities that can harness the more of God. Faith is believing, seeing the invisible, believing the impossible, and doing the incredible. Who's into that sort of stuff? Who's into that? Seven revelations. I'm nearly, nearly, nearly. Number one. Number one. Faith enables you to receive substance. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11.1, 1, the great faith chapter. Faith is, it's, it's present tense, it's now. Faith is, it's not yesterday, it's not down the road. Faith is right now. What do you, you know, I love people with a gleam in their eye. They've got that little gleam and, you know, it's like, it's like now, I'm here now. They're not like, oh, I got up this morning. Where are we now? Sorry, what's happening? No, it's, it's, faith is present tense. It's now. It's a substance. I love this stuff. I love it. Hope is mental. Hope is mental. Let's put up the next scripture. I think there's a, another scripture. Um, and it would go like in Thessalonians 1, Thessalonians 5, 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So there's a huge connotation there that hope is in the mind. But Romans 10, 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Do you know what I'm saying? So faith is in the heart. It's birthed in the heart. Hope is in the mind. Hope is in the mind. It just sort of rationales, uh, rations that, that, that sort of, help me, rationales that, that, that things are going to be all right somehow because I know stuff. But, but faith, Gail, is in the heart. It's birthed in the heart. And this is what I'd like to, to say, that I think faith operates from the heart, from a disposition of love. Do you notice when your love shrinks back and it gets cold that you have no faith to reach out to people? You have no faith to believe in what God wants to do around your world. When your heart shrinks back in cold love, you go, who cares about that person? Oh, pity that poor person. Oh, too bad there. But when your heart is robust with love, faith is alive in your heart and you reach out. They're the people that ultimately give to the church because they have a great love for the bride of Christ. Thank you, Luke. They're the people that support the church, that know what the church is trying to do because they understand that the church is about helping humanity. Faith is birthed in the heart. Faith brings that which is of the spirit into your material world and gives it substance. Faith brings out of the spirit world 
and presents itself there so real, so tangible that sometimes only you can see it. I don't know what it is. I just believe. I think that I just know that I see it. It's, it's the title deed. It's the confirmation. It's absolutely so true to me. And then you have people around you. Well, I don't believe it. I don't see it. What are you talking about? That's the faith that we need that goes beyond the five senses. Number two, faith enables you to receive evidence. Now, faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's not about seeing. When you live by faith, you don't live by your five senses. You don't live by what you see. You live by the eyes of your heart. Do you know what I'm saying? Faith doesn't live by what this world's telling us. This world is telling us the economy's bad. I'm going to have cancer. My marriage is going to break up. Um, You know, whatever. But God's world is saying to us, the invisible world of God is constantly speaking to us. God is good. You're going to live a healthy, long life. You're going to have a family. You're going to have a great husband. You're going to have a great wife. Just get those right, by the way. Your health's going to be good, Matt. You're going to be as healthy as Matt Shaw. Imagine being as healthy as him. Man, I, I wish I was as half fit as this guy, man. Pulls out, uh, you know, posts, a uh, farm post with, with one hand. But faith believes not by what it sees, not by what it sees, but what it sees by the eyes of the heart. That's a different thing. Do you know what I'm saying? You're no longer controlled by the visible but you are influenced by the, the spiritual. Your actions are not motiva- motivated by what you see with your physical eyes because faith operates beyond the natural senses. You see things from a different perspective because you view everything through the eyes of faith. Just pray that right now. Just lift up your hands like this. Lord, help me see with my eyes of faith. Let me see what you've got for me, my family, my marriage, my business. Let me see with eyes of faith, Lord God. This world's telling me lots of stuff that is contrary to my best life. And so, Lord, I begin to exercise my faith and see what God has for me on the horizon of my life, to see what He has for me in this circumstance. Number three, faith enables you to obtain a good report in the sight of God. I'm moving along quickly, I know. For it by the elders obtained a good report. Now, if you go through and look at the, um, the Scripture there, it's all these mighty men of God in the Old Testament. They weren't known for their pious holiness. They were known for their dynamic interaction with God. They relied on God. They trusted in God. They, they cried out to God. They believed in God. It was, they were known for that. They weren't known that these men were so holy. These were so pious and so... no. They were so at the coalface with life, trying to do what God had asked them to do, that they were known as people that were dynamically connected to God. Are you like that? Are you known for your prayer? Are you known for your trusting God, for leaning on God and believing in God? Are you known for that? Or, no, he was a self-sufficient man. He did it all himself. He didn't need anyone. He had lots of money and he did well in life. Well, I'm sorry, but that only lasts for a while. You need to trust in God. 
You need to believe in God because at the end of the day, He's got a far bigger and better plan for you than what you could ever imagine. Am I moving along all right? Number four, faith enables you to understand spiritual things. Through faith, we understand, say understand, that the worlds were formed by the word of God. God spoke the world, the world into existence. I uh, know this is a big challenge for some people, but God literally, there was chaos and there was void and chaos and nothing and it was just a mass of just energy and God spoke and there was light. God spoke and there was there was uh, earth and there was water and there, there, there was and there continued to be until the, on the seventh day he rested. God spoke the word. We believe the world is formed and held together actually by God. Who believes in that? It helps you understand. Through faith we understand. That means faith gives us understanding. We don't know how people are healed. But faith gives us an understanding. Understanding doesn't bring it to pass. But faith brings the healing to pass, Andrew. And by faith we just choose to understand that that is God. Faith. Number five. Faith enables you to offer God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, him being dead, he speaketh. An excellent sacrifice. What's this excellent sacrifice? It's got to be the excellent sacrifice, I believe, right there. And, and one of the revelations of faith is that we give to God our praise, our worship, by our heart we give God our praise our worship the most excellent sacrifice you can give is not by the flesh it's not by the mind it's not by your emotions it's by faith that is the most excellent sacrifice you can give when you feel down and out and your feelings and your emotions are out of sorts but you still come to church you still stand up in your life and you say God I choose by my heart of faith. I choose by my heart of faith to worship you. I give you the most excellent sacrifice. I don't feel like giving today, God. I just don't feel like it. But as you choose by faith to give to God, Abel gave straight up. Cain didn't. If you read the scripture, he gave in due course. I could go get into that. In due course, Cain gave. But Abel, he gave straight up. He gave his first fruit straight up. Cain gave in due course. Excellent sacrifice. I'm moving along, I know. Six, faith enables you to be translated from the natural world to the spiritual world. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And that was not, then he was not found because God had translated him. You know, God is more, more interested in your spiritual life than your present comfort. And some of us are going through stuff that is allowing us to take the, the eyes, our natural eyes, off this world. Because if you just keep your eyes on this world, you're not going to find God. You're not going to see God in your life. You need to take your eyes off the natural world. You need to place your eyes on the spirit world. And you need to see what God is saying and what God is doing. Does that make sense? He can translate you from bondage into liberty, from darkness into light.
from sickness into health. He wants to translate you into, from a carnal world, a world that is operated secularly and humanistically and self-sufficiently. He wants to translate you from that lifestyle into the lifestyle of faith, believing that his presence is here right now, that his mercy and goodness are following you wherever you go, that his love is about you. That's his kingdom. That's his kingdom. He wants to translate you out of the natural into the spirit realm, into the kingdom. Who's into that sort of stuff? Or who just lives by their own intellect, by their own five senses, and tries to work out their life in their own strength? Don't do that, my friend. You've got to live by the faith that God's given to you. Number seven, and lastly, faith enables you to please God. By faith, Enoch was translated. For before he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Hebrews eleven fifteen. Faith enables you to please God. Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Everyone's been given a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. Everyone's been given a measure of faith. It's up to us to develop. In Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul describes the development of Abraham's faith. Abraham, I'm done. Abraham wasn't all, you know, he, you know, he wasn't always this great man of God, great man of faith. He lied to Abimelech. He, he lied for the sake of his own life. He, he got nervous and concerned for his own life, and he lied. Another time he, he wavered, another time he, um, he had a baby out of the promise of God. He was supposed to have this m miracle baby, but he actually forced the issue and had Ishmael, which gave birth to, anyway, we won't go there. But the Bible says, eventually he started to grow in faith. And the Bible says this in Romans 4, 20, 21, Abraham's faith increased when he staggered not as the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that, that what he had promised, he was able, able also to perform. Abraham was elderly. He was childless. The promise had not come. And then God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, which means the father of many nations. Imagine this. Imagining Garth introducing yourself as Abraham, the father of many nations, and you haven't even got a child. But every time he spoke that word, every time he spoke what God called him, I'm Abraham. Excuse me? You're Abraham, but I know you. You haven't even got any kids. And I know Abraham means the father of many nations. Little snigger name's Abraham, is it? Yeah, I'm Abraham. God's called me Abraham. I was Abraham, but now I'm Abraham. And every time I speak it, see, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Every time he spoke that and every time he introduced himself as Abraham, the word of God was being perfected and the word of God was being released. And eventually, bang, old, 100 years of age, Sarah, 90 years of age, has the baby. Isaac, the promise is born. It's birthed because Abraham showed us what it is to live by faith. 
It was accredited to him as righteousness, this man, because he held on for dear life. He held on despite all the odds. Sarah's womb was barren. He was old. Man, a hundred years old. And God's saying you're going to have a child. But he held on. He didn't waver. He didn't stagger. I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of wavering and staggering. I'll be honest. I thought I was pretty good faith man, you know. And then God takes you through another level. You know, all my child prayers worked. All my childhood prayers, they always worked. I got that red bike for Christmas when I was seven years old. I got that breakthrough for my mum when I was 12. She was sick and she went to hospital. And then, you know, you start your Christian life and those prayers are answered. But then when you step out and you believe for big things like this, God says, I'm going to have to purify your faith. Your faith has been too easy until now. I go, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? My prayer's always working. He says, no, son, I'm going to try your faith out. You're going to be on a journey for two, three years. I'm going to put you on a journey. Your, your prayers are not going to work. Your prayers are going to be unanswered. Your prayers are going to fall to the dust. Your spirit is almost going to be broken. You're going to, you're going to start to think, I'm not there. You're going to start to believe, is God there? He's always been with me. He's been for me. This has got to work. I, this is the prayer that I use. And you work, God. This is my collateral. This is my faith I've always traded with. Miracles can happen. No, son, not this time. You're going to stagger. You're going to waver. You're going to buckle under the weight of a great plan I have for this planet. Maybe that's your life. Maybe that's your, maybe that's your story. Let's all stand. God bless you. Father, in this house, people need faith to be birthed in their hearts. Right now, I'm praying with hands held up right now in Jesus' name. Father, would you allow in my heart for faith to be birthed. This sort of faith. Just close your eyes right now. Lord, I need this sort of faith that you talked about, that I would see the invisible. That I would see the invisible and believe the impossible and do the incredible. Let's just pray that right now. If we can lift our hands. Father, right now I'm praying that you would birth faith into my heart. That you would birth faith into my heart, Lord God. My faith has dissipated. My faith has grown cold. My faith is dormant. My faith, I've lost it. My faith. So God, right now, I pray that you would rebirth faith in my heart to firstly believe in you and to trust in you and to know that you are for me, that you are with me and you want my best life in the destiny of my life and the promises of God you've got for me. I choose right now, Lord God, to allow the faith of my heart to be rebirthed again like a child. The Bible says you cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you believe like a child. Maybe someone this morning just needs to be like a child and believe again in God. So right now, this morning, I pray the power of God's Spirit come upon you right where you're standing, right where you are. I pray the power of God birth, birth faith into your heart. Lord, you said faith was in the heart, hope was in the mind. Lord, I'm believing, trusting in you right now that you will birth faith into the hearts of your people right now. Maybe that's you right now, where you stand. Maybe you need to just, again, say to God, Lord, I trust you. I need to acknowledge you, but Lord, how can I do that? You know what? Just by a simple, simple faith prayer. Just a simple prayer of faith. If you acknowledge Jesus, you will come. And He will bless you.
the invisible world of God will bless you like you've never believed it could. The power of God will envelop you and come around you and resurrect every part of your life, your marriage, your business, your health, your self-esteem, your dignity. God wants to resurrect you by the power of faith. So right now, with hands held up, if there's anyone in this house that needs this prayer, I'm going to say a prayer. It's going to connect you to God. If you want to, if you want to begin your journey in God, the central concept of Christianity is faith. Without faith, you cannot be a Christian.